Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. Welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we invite you on a journey into the crucible for a weekly or fortnightly celebration of all things Keyforge, its community, and of course, the excitement of Discovery. I am Scuzzy Gruen, and today I am joined by my good friend, Zach Armstrong. Hey there. How you doing, Alex? And if you're asking, wow, Ed sounds incredibly different. Did he move to Canada somehow? Did he change <laughs> his accent entirely? You are not correct. Ed is still here, but it is a massive crossover between Call of Discovery and Help from Future Self, the podcast that I'm normally on. And if you have not listened to that podcast yet this week, then we are doing a massive quiz show crossover where each of the hosts of the podcast asks the other set of hosts Keyforge questions in a competition to see who knows the most Keyforge trivia. So, would you like to explain to the fine listeners of Call of Discovery the rules for this competition, Zach? Of course, Scuzzy Gruen. It is pretty straightforward. We have 10 questions for each contestant, being, of course, Blake, a.k.a. Boulevard, Paper Fight, a.k.a. Coach. Uh, and 10 questions, of course, for Ed. He goes by Ed. Hello! <laughs> yes, how you doing, contestants? How are you doing today, Blake? Hey, doing well, man. Great to be on this yet again. Yeah, we're excited to to have you back after you guessed it a while back. And how are you, Ed? How does it feel to be a contestant on your own podcast? Do you know what, Zach? It feels it feels pretty good. I'm just gonna I'm gonna lay back. I'm gonna enjoy a martini, and I'm gonna let the questions come at me. Oh, fantastic! Yes, uh, I think I think Alex did the regular intro very nicely. That was very good. One hundred percent. Maybe mm. we'll make that a weekly occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> So we have 10 questions uh, for each person. We're going to flip a KeyForge key to see who goes first. And I think we have some exciting ways to mix this up a little bit, uh, don't we, Alex? Indeed, indeed. We have three lifelines available to each of the contestants. We'll explain the rules as they get invoked. They are based on KeyForge cards. You can guess at what they might be. There's Wild Wormhole, there's Bait and Switch, and there's Doorstep to Heaven. So if you're familiar with those cards, and I expect that you might be, you might have an idea of what each of those lifelines does for the player in question. But I am so very excited to get started on us asking questions. We have a great number of questions that were submitted by the Keyforge community, by listeners of both of our podcasts and folks on Reddit, uh, Instagram, and on Twitter. Uh, we've picked out a bunch of them, and we're just raring to go. So why don't we flip that key and see who is going to ask the first question? Brilliant. Uh, I will flip it. Alex, if you will call, then you can decide uh, who gets to go first. I will be asking questions of Blake and Alex will be asking questions of Ed. So, uh, Alex, if you will go ahead and call Forged or Unforged. 
uh, as I do with any time I'm asked to make this call, unforged. And it has landed on unforged. The choice is yours. I think I will ask the first question. Excellent. Go right Draw ahead. Draw first blood, if you will. Mm. Oh, oh goodness. Maybe I don't sound so relaxed now. Quick, quick, Ed, make yourself another martini. <laughs> the blood of Titans. <laughs> Keyboard reference. <laughs> All right, let's get things started. I like this one a lot. Submitted by our friend from United Archons, Jupiter. Cher used to ask the question, if I could turn back time. What Keyforge card's flavor text asks, time back turn could I if? Ah. Okay, so it's going to either be time traveler or help from future self. Ah, time back turn could I if. Oh, goodness. That's, ooh. Which one is it? Which one is it? Are you really trolling me and going with it? The answer to the question is a shameless plug for your podcast. Or <laughs> is it going to be Time Traveller? I'm unfortunately unlucky. I do not have a Time Traveller deck from Kota. Um, I have a lovely one from Age of Ascension, which has a, a place in my heart. Um, but yeah, okay. I'm going to say help from future self. I'm afraid not, Ed. Oh, The card is reverse time. <laughs> Reverse no. time. Of course it's reverse time. I, I was sitting uh-huh. here chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> when you started going on about help and future self, I was like, great, he's plugging our podcast and not even getting close to the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Ed. Oh, Ed, you had a great run on the show. So, um, yeah. I'll be sending out another Google form for a co-host position. Uh, just somebody who can really just put on a good face for us. <laughs> right, that's it. See you guys later. <laughs> With that, uh, Blake, are you ready for your first question? Yes, let's do this. Fantastic. So this question comes at us from Arc V2 of the uh, Lock Break, which I believe is a series on YouTube. Look them up. Look them up. And they say, very few artifacts are printed at common. Most houses getting just one artifact at common per set. Can you name one of the two houses that have never had artifacts printed at common? Ooh, that mm-hmm. is a tricky one. It is that out of the nine currently existing houses, two of them have never had an artifact printed at common. If you name one of them, you will get this question correct. I'm going to go with Star Alliance. Oh, and you are correct. Your future self has certainly helped you. And that puts you on the board with a point to Ed's. Let's check zero. Oh, that hurt. (laughs) I would have got that one right. I mean, not that I'm saying anything. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Uh, I love a multiple choice question, and I love to ask a multiple choice question. So, Ed, we've got one coming up for you here. Looking forward to it. We'll see. Going to be testing your knowledge of WC. This one comes to us from Forger of Keys on Instagram. In Worlds Collide, the creatures of Brobnar could receive a rare buff called a brew. These brews created mega versions of Brobnar creatures and could give another creature plus two power when they were played. Which of the following creatures did not receive a brew? Is it A, Alaka, B, Shorty, C, Narp, or D, Stiltkin? Okay, so there was a Mega Narp, I think. Um, so it's not Narp. Mega Narp being um, <laughs> probably one of my favorite cards for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, here you go, Reversal Deck. 
Um, so it was NARP Shorty. Shorty, there was definitely a Shorty's brew. Um, what was the third one? And then Stiltkin and... Alaka. Alaka. So there's an Alaka's brew. So I believe it's Stiltkin. You are correct, sir. Get in. Excellent. Whew. There we go. Well, you know, maybe I'll get the win for us that Call of Discovery needs to redeem itself, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yes, we do encourage <laughs> listening to the episode of Help from Future Self, which will explain exactly what happened, listener. Hashtag no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blake, uh, your round two question. Are you ready? Yes. What was the first card to ever get an errata in Keyforge? This is coming from Forger of Keys on Instagram. A great question submitter, it appears. Oh my goodness. I know the card and I can, uh, I'm going to have to do our, our caveat, which is you describe the card. It's mm. an upgrade and it's in house Mars. Mm-hmm. And what Blake is talking about, about our caveat, uh, we have ruled that if you can't think of the name of the card, if you describe literally all other attributes of the card, text, whether it has an amber pip, all this sort of thing, you can go ahead and take the question home for the point. Okay, so it's an upgrade in Mars, and it says uh, destroyed. I'm not going to get the, the exact wording correct, but it's basically destroyed, put this card in its owner's archives. Any other things about the card? You get an Amber Pip for playing it. That is correct. I don't think the wording is exactly right, but you definitely know exactly what that card is. It is Biomatrix Backup. Uh, yeah, see, I knew backup, but I was like, I was going to say backup copy. And then I'm just like, no, that is a Logos card. Right. But, <laughs> but all right, perfect. Got there. Got there. All right. Strong work, Blake. Strong work. Here's one for Ed. And I think this is a fun one. Ed, can you name one mutant creature from House Logos that existed in the first set of Keyforge Call of the Archons? I believe I can because i had the opportunity to open one last night when i was playing my first few incredibly exciting games of mass mutation and that card is skippy time hog skippy time hog is correct all right excellent excellent all right our next question for blake comes from uh, ML Van B. The question is, Blake, what three cards depict the character Momo? There is a character named Momo in Keyforge, and there are three cards in which they are in the art, depicted in the art. Wow. So my mind is, is I feel like Alex is going to get mad at me for this because I, uh, I, I believe that Momo is the fuzzy Gruen, but I might be wrong. Mm. I, I can't remember. So I'm going to have to wild wormhole this one. Okay, uh, listeners, what a wild wormhole is, is if a uh, if a person getting a question wants to, they can say, I don't want to enter that question, and I go to Archon Arcana, click a random page, and think up a new question for them, thanks to our friends over at Archon Arcana. Was I correct about it being the Fuzzy Gruen, just out of curiosity? Absolutely not. Okay, perfect. <laughs> may, may I may I try? Is is it is it Doc Bookton, Bot Bookton, and Helperbot? That is correct. That is correct. Oh, uh, no points for us, yes. but that is exactly correct. I was way off. I'm double <laughs> mad at you, Blake. <laughs> Why? Team Call of Discovery. <laughs> I still have the question to be asked. I haven't lost yet. <laughs> uh, we are going to do a fill in the blank 
for a card from Mass Mutation. This is what oh, we have landed on, sure. clicking on random page. Uh, shout out to the person who did the art for this card, Fangs of Gizzleheart, Natalie Russo, uh, a fan favorite among oh, Keyforge yeah. artists. Mm-hmm. Natalie yeah, Zach, is Zach and I are fanboys for sure. We are. We are indeed. And so the Fangs of Gizzleheart, hopefully they won't bite you too hard here, Blake. Uh, it's going to be a fill in the blank. There could be one or more words in this blank. Fangs of Gizzleheart. Sanctum action gives you an amber pip. It says play. Purge the blank creature. Purge the most powerful creature. Oh, and that is it. With the confidence of Gizzleheart herself. You've got that correct. Wow. All right. I forgive you, Blake. <laughs> that very was good. good. Blake, Blake saving it on what would have been a very incorrect answer previously. But you <laughs> saved it. You got it, man. That is uh, uh, at the end of round three. That is Ed with two points and Blake with three. And shockingly, Blake used a wild wormhole without it backfiring on him, which is the exact opposite (laughs) of what happens when we're actually playing Keyforge. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I've got one here for Ed. I think I I might stop you there, Alex, and I (laughs) might. I'm tempted to invoke the the rite of passage that is bait and switch for this one to, to 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 sneak to sneak even or ahead of Blake. All right. Bait and switch for our listeners is a contestant may use this lifeline before they are asked a question. And if they have fewer points than their opponent, if they answer the question correctly, the point they earn is stolen from their opponent. So this would even up the score unless I'm mistaken. Is that correct, Zach? That is correct. It would bring Ed up to three points, Blake down to two. And if Blake gets his question at the end of this round correct, they will be even at three and three. All right. Here is a question for you for the bait and switch, Ed. Submitted by Forger of Keys, a a absolute all-star when it came to submitting questions. In a time before leaders existed, Call of the Archons had a rare human creature that was the leader of a group of small stealing elves. This pseudo leader could even search for his followers and add them to hand. Who was this elusive fellow? Well, being a a musical theatre lover myself and having played this role on the stage, uh, I am quite happy to say that this was the the one and only King of Thieves, Fagin. Sometimes known as the Artful Dodger, I figured that you might know this one. A question with an Oliver twist, if you will. Indeed. (laughs) Who knew knew that Ed had actually played this role on stage? My goodness. Yes, seriously. Zach, did you know this? Zach is here laughing. I did not. This is news to me as a theater kid myself. Uh, We may have to start a musical theater podcast. We're not going to. I take that back, but that would be silly. (laughs) Hashtag musical episode incoming. (laughs) (laughs) When you're a Brobnar, you're a Brobnar. (laughs) Well, it looks like we have the plans for our next crossover episode. So uh, with that, um, halfway through round four, Ed is at three points, having stolen one from Blake. Blake is now down to two. And Blake, are you ready for your next question to try to bring even with Ed? Yes, Zach, let's do this. All right. So uh, this is a question about vault tours and players. It is coming to us from Lady Aurora. Long may she reign. The question is, who is the only player to win both an Archon and a Seal vault tour? Okay, so I I actually am going to be doing a stab in the dark. Mm. But based on the fact that it's coming from Lady Aurora and this name is mentioned quite frequently by her, I'm going to go with Duncaro. Final answer. Duncaro, wielder of the pink fraud. That is 
Incorrect, unfortunately. Ooh. It is the master of sass himself, Nathan Westlake. That leaves uh, at the end of round four, Ed at three points, Blake at two after being bait and switched. All right, I've got one for you here, Ed. Okay. In the game of Keyforge, what is the only creature that is also a location? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's cool. Okay. Thanks to friend Daniel Busto from here in Vancouver for that question. Hmm. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to go houses because I cannot think of that. A locate. Ah, no, got it. Got it. It's Brovnar. It's Lollop. Lollop's so big. He's a location. Lollop the Titanic. Lollop the Titanic is correct. Would you have gotten that one, Blake? Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Going to go have a picnic on top of Lollop later. He's very, very kind about that. Very kind. Um, except apparently the, the hosts of the podcast Wild Wormhole aren't invited for some reason. I never got why from him. But, yeah, for some oh, reason. I did. <laughs> uh, this uh, second question for round five going to Blake here comes from... Uh, let me stop you right now. Oh. I think I'm going to also invoke a bait and switch right here. Oh, coming back Dramatic at it. tension. <laughs> All right. So the bait and switch question, uh, again, this will steal a point from Ed. Give it to Blake if he gets the question right. And the bait and switch question coming from... Asher, a regular uh, practice partner of mine, and his question is, the keywords Alpha and Omega, which were added in AOA, appear in most houses. Which of the houses do not have an appearance of either Alpha or Omega? This includes mass mutation, and I'll give you a hint. There are two houses that have never had the keywords Alpha or Omega on one of their cards. Okay, give me a second here. Of course, of course. Okay, so I know Logos is no. I know Shadows is no. Mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm. Untamed is no. Brobnar also has it. Mm-hmm. And that will leave also with... See, Mars is, is getting up there for me as the one because I cannot think of any cards. And Star, Star Alliance, I cannot say with certainty because I know it wasn't in Worlds Collide, but I cannot, I don't know if it exists now, which is making that one an iffy one for me. Sure. And this is across all sets. This yeah. is across all sets. Yeah. Two houses. And then going down the list next, we have Dis, which does have an Omega in Unlocked Gateway. Mm-hmm. Um, then that's left with Sorian, which I know has the Alpha card, which um, I don't even want to speak of because it's so terrible. <laughs> so salt. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm mm-hmm. very salty about it. <laughs> and uh, then I think I feel pretty good about Mars. I'm going to lock in with Mars based on my so mm-hmm. so far going through everything. Okay. Yes. A Mars is one of the two. So you're halfway there to completing your bait and switch. You have bait. You have baited. Can you switch? And then we have Sanctum is the only other house I haven't spoken of yet. And I'm trying to think of the Sanctum ones. Hmm. Getting the process live from the brain of coach here. The, see, the thinking see, process. I'm, I know it's a toss up basically between uh, Sanctum and Starline. So those are the two. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to hail Mary this one if I go with Star Alliance because that one I cannot confirm for sure. And I know if it's Sanctum, it's going to be coming, I believe, from the newest set. So it's the two mass mutation ones that could be throwing me off here. Hmm. Gotta love the dramatic tension. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's killing me here. Does anybody else steal. have the Jeopardy music playing in their head? <laughs> <laughs> I said their head. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
my heart wants me to say Star Alliance because they always do me right, but I have a feeling in this instance they may actually do me wrong. Mm. So I am going to go with Sanctum. Sanctum no! Mars. Final answer. He is correct. No. Blake gets it. Blake gets it. There is a no. united action. United action in Star Alliance. The Alpha oh, card yeah. in Star That's Alliance. Right. So you oh. you you've got it right, Blake. You subtract a point for Ed here, take him down to three, oh. and you're going up to three, having reversed his own bait and switch on him. The pain. Brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. So we at the end of the round, we are tied at the end of round five at three and three. Going into the second half of the game, all point totals will remain the same. And what I mean by that is question's still going to be worth one point. No lightning rounds here. No double jeopardy. We're just going to keep asking questions and you're going to keep answering them in that spirit. Ed, I like a nice artwork based question. Oh, me too. I think. Can you tell me what card Smiling Ruth appears on? And here's a hint. It's an artifact. Outside yes. of Smiling Ruth's own uh, card, I should say. Yeah, yes, I can, because it is a card that I have tried and tried and tried to get working for me. But unfortunately, it doesn't. Smiling Ruth is the the mysterious motorbiker behind the sting. That is correct. Wow, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that's right. Ed, back up to four points here. Yes, that is a, a fun bit, a fun bit of trivia, a fun bit of trivia. But if you look at their little accoutrement, you can actually, yeah, very much confirm that that is, that that is Smiling Ruth. All right, Blake, this next question comes from Hunter K. Uh, and the question is, what Logos card was named after Richard Garfield's wife's game handle? Uh, the the game the name she uses well, online gaming and this will be multiple choice because otherwise oh, it's goodness. a very difficult question. <laughs> Almost like being asked if you can name all the designers of Keyforge, right? <laughs> Almost. No, Almost. that would be preposterous. <laughs> no one would ask that. <laughs> yes, and uh, to get to get a true view into the hearts and souls of all of these podcasters, listener, please listen to the Help from Future Self episode accompanying this one. Blake, this next question comes from Hunter K. Uh, from Hunter K, and their question is, what Logos card was named after Richard Garfield's wife's game handle? The, the name she uses online for, for games and such. This is multiple choice to help narrow it down a little bit. This is a Logos card, and your options are Hexpion, Doc Bookton, Desania, or Code Monkey. So I'm going to eliminate Code Monkey right off the top. And why is that? Why is Code Monkey out of the running? Because it's a Worlds Collide card. Ah, yes, a bit later. Certainly, certainly. I feel like if he was going to have an homage to his wife, it probably would have come right from the onset, is my feeling. Um, my gut is saying, I don't know the answer to this, so I'm going to be guessing, and my gut is saying to go with Desanya. All right, Desanya, unfortunately, is not correct. It is Hexpion. Mm, Hexpion. That was, that, was, that was my toss-up, was Hexpion and uh, Desanya. Those were the two. Yes, this came from Richard Garfield posted some design notes about the set Age of Ascension, and one of the pieces of trivia in there was Hexpion, which is uh, relatively obscure, which is why we went with multiple choice on that one. Mm -hmm. All right, Ed. Uh, I am a big fan of storytelling in Keyforge as told through the art and the text on Keyforge cards, and I think you are too. So let's test that. Can you tell me what fate befell Prince Derek? Ooh, 
Is Prince Derek the one that turned into a toad? That is correct. On the flavor text for Toad, Prince Derek stared at his warty feet. His mission was not going well, and that accompanies Xenos Blood Shadow, who says in their flavor text, I call myself Blood Shadow, make my home in Fangtooth Cavern, and turn my enemies into toads. You are absolutely correct. That's cool. Poor Prince Derek. Poor Prince mm-hmm. Derek. <laughs> Poor Prince Derek, indeed. Poor him, indeed. Uh, but his toady curse is worth a point A point for Ed in the top of round seven here. So what is the, the points total, total right now? Uh, halfway through round seven, it is Ed with five points, Blake with three, with a question in hand. All right. And there's a bit of a uh, home field advantage from this next question submitter, Daniel Busto, uh, who I hear is a Canadian like yourself. He is local. Excellent. Well, let's hope let's hope you and him are of the same mind for this. He asks, according to the ravings of the Mad Prophet Gizzleheart, what is superior to cake? Oh my goodness. There's something that is superior to cake that in the holy scriptures of the Mad Prophet Gizzleheart. All true followers of Gizzleheart know this, so I guess Blake is is not a devoted member. I'm not. Oh, I'm I this is going to be a complete shot in the dark. Hmm. Could you please repeat the uh, the line of text again? Of course. According to the ravings of the Mad Prophet Gizzleheart, what is superior to cake? That phrasing is a reference to the flavor text, which gives us the answer to this question. Oh my goodness, I, I do not know the answer to this one. Um, mm. Well, Blake, what, what do you think is superior to cake? Ember. That's the only thing I can think of that would... Uh, that would make sense, but uh, at the same time, it feels so on the nose that it can't be right. Hmm. Only ember is superior to cake. Hmm. Wait, hold on a second. No, I, I do not know the answers to this one. Even even a shot in the dark feels very uh, obscure to me. So um, sure. Uh, let's go with worship. Worship, unfortunately, that truth was not radiant enough. The answer is pie. I tell you truly, <laughs> pie is superior to cake. The flavor text on the Sanctum card, Radiant Truth. Stunning all enemy creatures, not on a flank. Oh, I had no idea that's where it came from. Indeed. Indeed. Why, right. why are they saying he's mad? Pie is <laughs> better than cake. He's absolutely <laughs> right. I'm with we Ed see, on this one. <laughs> we see we see Ed is uh, uh, a devoted member of the church of her ladyship, the mad prophet Gizzleheart here. Um, Indeed, excellent. I am part of that, that cult. <laughs> excellent. All right, that's the end of round seven. Let's go into round eight. All right, Ed. This one's going to test your knowledge of Keyforge and your knowledge of a popular book, Read the World Round, that inspired... The question, this one comes to us from our friend Brobnar89. Name all four, four horsemen cards. Ooh, okay. Uh, I, do, I don't have a horseman deck, so this is going to be interesting. So we've got the horseman of war, the horseman of pestilence. Um... There's war, there's pestilence. Is pestilence famine? Is there a horseman of famine? Uh, oh, 
Goodness. I'm, picture, I'm picturing the horseman standing over Ed as he deliberates as they stare at him with their dark, beady eyes. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Ed thinks there's legend tells of uh, in the early days of the game, someone who brought a four bro- brought a four horseman deck to a reversal tournament uh, just to prove the hype wrong. War, pestilence. I'm going to say famine and. Ah, uh, what what else is awful in the world? Disease, war, famine, uh, bad politics. That's not one. Brobnar um, <laughs> uh, and worlds collide. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I I am I am going to throw my hands up here and say uh, I don't know. Isn't it death? Death is oh, correct. Death is bad. <laughs> <laughs> There was also a bonus kicker on this one, but I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to tell because there's no way any of us knows this. The colors from the Bible associated with each of those four horsemen, the white rider, who was pestilence, the red rider, war, the black rider, famine, and the pale rider, death. Death riding a pale horse, but not anywhere close to Ed because he was not familiar with that one. I am afraid. I, I like to stay as far away from death as I possibly can at any given time. So I'm absolutely fine with that. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. This next question is coming to us from another member of the Keyforge podcast family. That's Jupiter of the team United Archons. And this question, uh, we've do- uh, made it a little bit more, given a few more hints in here just to make it a, a touch easier. And that question is, Blake, this shard was forged from confidence and it captures amber. Which shard is it? The shards being, of course, the artifacts from Age of Ascension that combo together. I, I know which one it is. I just don't know the name of it. Mm. Um, I'm going to have to invoke my describe the card. Uh, it's the Sanctum Shard. Mm-hmm. And it has a action ability that says capture one ember for each shard you control. That is correct. That name, the name of that card is the Shard of Hope. Right, Hope. In-house okay. Sanctum. In-house Sanctum. But yes, given given our card describing caveat rules there, you have certainly gotten that correct. That is the, the Shard of Hope. You described it perfectly there. All right. Uh, end of round eight. That is Ed with five points, Blake with four. We are getting down to the wire here. All right, Ed. Here is one we got a bit of a shadows theme going in some of the questions that I've asked you. This one is one of those coming to us from our friend MLVNB, or MLVNB, I guess. Uh, thank you very much for the question. Ed, can you name a non-shadows creature with the thief trait? Ooh. Maybe. <laughs> Okay, so where else might you find a thief? Not Sanctum. It's not going to be Sanctum. Probably not going to be Mars. Probably not going to be Brobnar. Not Untamed. Maybe Star Alliance. There's definitely a Shadows character that turns up in Star Alliance. But I've forgotten their name, so I'm going to have to invoke my right of the wild wormhole. Of course, nothing to do with the podcast there. That's an entirely different matter. (laughs) All right. So, the card Word of Returning appears in Call of the Archons and in Mass Mutation. 
Its playability, deal one damage to each enemy creature for each amber on it. Move each amber from those creatures to your pool. True or false, Ed, you get a pip of amber for playing Word of Returning. Ooh, that's tough. That's a good one. Very good wild wormhole question. So this is an interesting one. I think Word of Returning is maybe a card that wasn't quite so powerful in the early sets. And when Saurians came out, it came into its own a little bit more. So I'm wondering if they will have given it a pip of amber in the first set. I'm just not sure. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm just going to have to. I'm going to I'm going to say yes. It's got a pip of amber. You are correct. Word of Returning does have a pip of amber. You are also correct. Not a frequently invoked card up until the uh, call, uh, or uh, sorry, the uh, Worlds Collide meta, when it suddenly became extremely useful. Unfortunately, still a rare from its original printing, so not something you saw very often. But uh, many Saurian players shocked and alarmed when this was played on them. Strong, strong work on that one. If I don't, uh, if you don't mind my saying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Certainly. Certainly a good card. Certainly a good card. All right. Uh, this next question for Blake comes... Oh, very quickly before. The answer to the original question, name a non-Shadows creature with a thief trait. There are three. You've got Bordan the Redeemed in Sanctum, Special Agent Fingers in Star Alliance, and Krumen Yorg also in Star Alliance. That's right. That's right. Krumen Yorg being uh, the newest of those in Mass Mutation, I believe. I'll keep my eyes out for them. You never want to, <laughs> to, to not know where a thief is. Hmm. Indeed. Indeed. So this next question for Blake is a multiple choice question. It comes from uh, Arc V2 of Lockbreak, the YouTube, uh, the YouTube Keyforge channel. And the question is, the following cards are the four uncommon untamed artifacts uh, before Mass Mutations Mushroom with a View. Which of these four cards have not appeared more than once in a deck? So one of these has only only ever appears once in a deck. All of the others can appear in multiples. So those four uncommon untamed artifacts are Ritual of Balance, Fangtooth Cavern, Niffle Grounds, and Nepenthe Seed. Which of those four has never appeared more than once in a deck, Blake? I know Nepenthe Seed has appeared more than once. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about Niffle Grounds. That one feels very obscure if that is the one. Um, and then it was, can you repeat the, the cards again, please? Of course. The four choices are Ritual of Balance, Fangtooth Cavern, Niffle Grounds, and Nepenthe Seed. So for me, it's, it's, it's a toss up between, um, I know a double Fangtooth Cavern exists. I've played against it. Um, I believe Grant Titus has a, a fantastic one that's got mm. Quetzalcone as well. Playing against but. double Fangtooth Cavern will burn itself into your memory. Yeah. Especially when Quixelstone's a part of the equation. So no creatures are on the board. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I know it's not Fangtooth. I know it's not Nepenthe. It's between Niffle Grounds and Ritual of Balance. Oh, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I want to say Ritual of Balance. All right. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Unfortunately, it is not Ritual of Balance. It is Niffle Grounds, restricted to one per deck. All right, uh, back over to back over to Alex for Ed in the final round here. What's the score at right now? Because I think Ed just takes it at this point potentially. Uh, the score, the score is the end of round nine. Ed is at six. Blake is at four. Ooh. So actually, 
Blake, you, uh, depending, um, whatever happens with Ed's turn, you could possibly invoke the doorstep to heaven and bring it to a tie. All right. All right, Ed. Listen very carefully to the wording of this question. I'm listening. Coming from Hunter K., according to its card art, which witch doth stitch? Which witch doth stitch? Okay, so there is a card with a witch stitching up someone uh, or something, and it's a very pretty card. It's either in Worlds Collide or AOA, and I've completely forgotten what it's called. Ah, can you describe the card? Uh, I, I, I can, I can see the art. I can, I can literally see the picture of the art. Um, and this is how I remember cards. It's the art and it's not the, uh, and the flavor. It's not the, not the effect. It's interesting how different people uh, remember different cards, but I do not get a point for the, the card art. So, um, ah. Well, if you could, you know, draw it and recreate it faithfully, we'd give you something, maybe not a point, but. Okay. Give me three hours. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nope. It's not it's not coming to me. I'm going to kick myself. Go on, Alex. The card is Darna. Ah, because she's darning uh, the injury to a bear on the card art, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Play gain one amber for each damage a friendly creature. Reap heal two damage from a friendly creature. Was that the one you were thinking of, Ed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I did not get the description or the name of it. So so that that is that is one that I will appreciate more in the future. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Final round, final question. Going to Blake here. Well, I'm going to have to invoke a doorstep to heaven at this point, or there's no chance. I can only tie now. Yes, that's that's right. So, Blake, invoking the doorstep to heaven, uh, a contestant can use this lifeline before they're asked a question. So if Blake answers the question correctly, Blake will gain his point, and then any player with more than five points is reduced to five points. And as a reminder, Ed has six Blake has four, so Blake could go up to five points, take Ed down to five, and they would tie here. So, Blake, are you ready for this all-important question? Let's do it, Zach. It comes from Flibber. Question submitter Flibber, wonderful question submitter, and that question is, Some cards appear in the flavor text of other cards before being released. For example, Captain Val Jericho appearing on the flavor text of Call of the Archons and Age of Ascension cards before being released in Worlds Collide. Blake, can you name one other card that was named in flavor text before being released that is not Captain Val Jericho? The Mad Prophet Jizzleheart. Yes, that is correct. Who quoted no! indeed that pie is superior to cake and now both players have pie five points five points <laughs> pie is superior to cake um that is correct that is when correct. i did a classic exam situation for me it's when i don't know the answer to a question go back and look at the other multiple choice questions and get your answer because i did not know the answer until you asked me that previous question about pie and cake so boom boom <laughs> and now everyone's gonna go away with a craving for pies <laughs> Gentlemen, there's no such thing as a tie in the game of Key Forge. There isn't, and there isn't so, in this either. I have a tiebreaker question. Mm. I'm going to pose it to Ed. Okay. 
If Ed can't get it within five seconds, it's going to go over to Blake. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yes, I like this drama. All right. Appropriately, this card's flavor text is attributed to, to old Bruno. The flavor text is heck of a deal. What card is it, Ed? Heck of a deal. Heck of a deal. Heck of a deal. Oh, no. Um, gambling Den. No. Yeah. And time. Unfortunately, I don't think it's Gambling Den, is it? It is not Gambling Den. Blake, do you know it? Yep. I'm going to invoke the use of the describing the card. It is the one where you get to get an Ember Pip from playing it. Everyone hates this card because most of the time it's completely useless. And what it does is it says play. If you have more Ember than your opponent, archive a card. And if your opponent has less than you, draw a card. Sadly, not correct. Oh, which card is it? It's bait and switch. Oh, bait and switch. <laughs> we both got bait and switch, Blake. <laughs> so apparently there are no such things as ties in the game of Keyforge, but there are such a things as ties in Keyforge trivia. I think we got to leave it there. But there is a true winner. You'll have to listen to both podcasts to find out. Indeed, indeed. No, I think I think a tie is a mighty fine thing to leave this on here. Uh, both both players uh, answering really well over the course of the quiz here. Tie feels like a win for me. Absolutely stellar. Indeed, indeed. And well, first of all, let's say thank you so much to Alex Guzzy Gruen and Blake Boulevard Paper Fight for coming on and being with us today. It's been awesome fun, guys. Mm-hmm. It has. I, I I think I speak for everybody when I say I had a wonderful time doing this and I would absolutely love for us to do this again at some point in the near future. 100%. I don't think that will be on. <laughs> 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 I, of course, jest. And uh, where can we find you guys? Uh, Blake, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram or Twitter as Boulevard Paper Fight. That's BLVD Paper Fight as well as on my YouTube under the same name. And I'm doing my Twitch now, so I'll be streaming some Keyforge, and that'll be under Boulevard Blake. That's BLVD Blake. Awesome. And Alex? You can find me as Scuzzy Gruen on Twitter, on The Crucible, and on Instagram. You can also find our podcast's Twitter at HFFS Podcast. Yes, please. Yeah, go give them a follow. Follow these guys and definitely go over and listen to Help from Future Self, uh, the sister episode to this one. And if you haven't listened all the way through, they've been you all have been regular and live for over a year. So uh, people have got a backlog to work through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. Thank you all so much uh, for joining Ed, Blake, Alex and myself today. I hope you had as much fun listening to this as we had making it because we certainly had a ton and just keep keep an ear out for uh, round two round two sometime in the future please go give a listen to help from future self uh give them a subscribe and if you're enjoying call of discovery and willing and able to support monetarily our patreon is linked below where you can put your own weird and wonderful decks in the spotlight and have a say in our future through the patreon only discord let us know what you want to see more or less of in future shows you can do that by getting in touch with us across any form of social media facebook instagram or twitter or emailing us at discoverkeyforge at gmail Dot com. If you can, please subscribe and leave a review on your regular podcast app. But most importantly, if you think a friend would enjoy this podcast, please help them to discover it. Have you answered the call of discovery? 